0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus
1: Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 15th, and oh yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Ranger Suarez went seven innings, zero earned in runs, four hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts against the Diamondbacks. That's four earned runs across his last four starts with 22 strikeouts, including starts against the Mets and the Dodgers. Kind of weird. Because the curve got whiffs, and the sinker got called strikes. The four-seamer went three for 14 strikes, which is weird as anything. The changeup wasn't as good as we've seen. But we've also seen these stretches from Ranger Suarez before, where he gets into a groove with enough of his repertoire. And we've seen the, the four-seamer and changeup work in previous starts, and the cutter as well, and then the curve and sinker did great things here. And it's a really nice stretch from Suarez, and I like this. I think... He is going to be in rhythm for a bit now. The only problem is that he gets Atlanta next. Do we want to start for that? I kind of want to just say yes, because he should be in a good place here. So I, I'm a fan of picking up Suarez. If you want to wait one more start after Atlanta, by all means. But I think we should be considering Suarez for 12-teamers moving forward. Jose Brios against the Orioles was flirting with a no-hitter. 7.2 innings, 0 runs, 3 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks for Brios. What's kind of wild is you know the storyline of sinkers instead of four-seamers all year. However, he threw pretty much an even split of four-seamers and sinkers, and guess what? He allowed two of his three hits on the four-seamer. I'm just saying. Come on. The sinker was killing it. 75% striker. Why did you do that? Barrios is in a really good place right now, guys, and it's pretty awesome to see it. Same with Michael Walker. Eight straight starts now of dominance, including last night's game against the Guardians. Got the win. 6.2 innings. Zero earned runs. Four hits. One walk. Five strikeouts. He gets the Giants next. He was also 1.5 ticks down on everything. What? Wait, no. I don't want that. We, we still have to do it because... Maybe it was just a night or something. He still had success with it, but that's not cool. Don't do that. Yuri Perez against the Mariners dominated. Six innings, zeroed runs, two hits, one walk, and six strikeouts get 10 whiffs, 20% CSW. And there was some concern after a Craig Misch tweet came out saying like, look, Trevor Rogers is going to come back. The Marlins are going to limit him to probably about 115, 120 innings this year. And it might make a lot of sense once Trevor Rogers returns that Perez goes down to the minors. However... Roger's actually is getting delayed now so maybe we do see more of Yuri Perez until maybe the all-star break I don't know it's a weird moment we don't I dropped him on the list because yeah he is going to be limited moving forward we know this so regardless of when it is he deserves to be down on the list that said you still hold on for as long as you can Mike Clevenger was doing really well against the Dodgers. It was PL Bot's pick of the day, and it looked so good 4.2 innings, zero in runs, three hits, two walks, five Ks. But then he left with right bicep tendonitis. Womp, womp. It's likely an IL stint. Uh, you have Kyle Bradish earning the gold star as he went against Toronto. I had no expectations for the seven innings one earned in run, for hits, zero walks. Great stuff. Oh, one strikeout. Oh. Okay, uh, five whiffs, 22% CSW. It's kind of hard for me to really buy into this. 11% CSW on that slider and the razor next. Yeah, no. Uh, Framber Valdez did well against the Nationals. He's going to ace it there. Redemmers did really well against the Rangers. Six innings, one run, three hits, three walks, and eight strikeouts. And this was kind of what we've been waiting for of the curveball getting involved. The curveball had 30% CSW with 65% strikes at 23 throw, not like 10. And that allowed him to keep off the the Rangers of his slider and his fastball. Now, he wasn't absolutely precise with that slider. There were times it it was hung, and I want to see a little bit better pitch separation between that slider and four-seamer. Still 10 over 34 whiffs on that slider. Demers is good. He's still at 95, not 94 from last year. Things are pretty nice. He does get the Dodgers next, so I don't really want to go and chase. I'm not saying it's a must add because it could just been one start. He's a young guy. We don't really know. But hey, okay. This is this is something moving in the direction we want him to go. Justin Verlander went against the Yankees and Garrett Cole was on the other side. Uh, I did see requests for Garrett Cole here and I, I don't really want to do a video on Garrett Cole quite yet because I think it's just kind of more of the same here. Um, both of them did well. So Cole went six innings, one run, four hits, zero walks, and eight strikeouts. He didn't get the slider back. Three for twenty-seven whiffs. He's still hanging a little too much. That's really it. I don't. I don't feel like I need a whole video to show you that the slider isn't the dominating pitch it was in two thousand twenty-two. Um, four seamer is still really good at thirty-six percent CSW. So that's all fine. Eleven whiffs um, as it dominated the zone. Well, Verlander actually didn't have as good command as I saw against the Jays and Atlanta. Surprisingly, even though he didn't do well against Atlanta, but six innings, one earned run, three hits, zero walks, six Ks. So, cool. He didn't allow any mistakes with the fastball over the middle of the plate. I think that was the real difference between that and uh, last night in Atlanta, while the precision around the edges was a little bit worse. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Oswaldo, uh, Bido. I'm gonna say Oswaldo. Maybe I guess I should emphasize that a little bit more. Four innings, one earned run, four hits, three walks, six Ks. Yeah, I didn't really see anything for you to get excited about this year. Um... Not enough of a strong secondary for me to really lean into. So we move on. Andrew Heaney against the Angels, three point two innings, one two run, five hits, four walks, five Ks. Nick, Nick, was he injured? No, he, he did this in ninety five pitches. <laughs> he's just terribly inefficient as he uh, he's there with his four seamer up, but like the slider was not really precise, and oh man, the changeup was just not there. So yeah, this isn't the thing I want to chase. Really, with um, with Andrew Heaney, I feel like his command just isn't good enough. Garrett Willock, though, oh boy. Seven innings, two word runs, six hits, one walk as our stream pick of the day. Seven to strikeouts a 39% CSW for a king call. He almost had a golden goal as he had 18 whiffs. Yeah, this is good stuff. Um, I really like the slider. Tons of... Uh, whiffs on it, 28% uh, s- uh, swing strike rate on the changeup and slider combined here. Changeup actually got a lot more of the whiffs than the slider did here. Um, both of them returned to 40% plus CSW. He gets at Minnesota and at Chicago next, the White Sox. Sinkers getting a lot of called strikes like this is, you want this with Garrett Whitlock. He's probably not going to have a 17% swing strike rate against lefties again this year though on a sinker. Just going to let you know that. In case you're wondering, (laughs) Uh, we have Bailey Ober and Kling Kershaw and Zach, sorry, Luis Castillo. I don't know where I was going with Zach there. Uh, Many others. We're going to talk about those. And of course, today and tomorrow starters after this break.
0: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. And based on a sample of four thousand two hundred and seventy-two Noomers, ninety-eight percent say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Billy Ober versus Milwaukee: six innings, two hundred runs, six sets, one walk, in seven strikeouts, sixteen whiffs. He's doing the thing you want, especially with 39% CSW on his changeup. And there you go. Uh, you'd love to see it. And things are great. He has a 265 ERA with a sub one whip right now, which is absolutely wild. Uh, good job, Bailey Oberizzi. Clean Kershaw, he's Tatiaga, And he did that against the White Sox. That's good stuff. Luis Castillo had a weird outing. 101 pitches, 5.2 innings, two hard runs, two hits, six Ks, and six walks kind of wild, and I'm really surprised that he threw 50%, uh, he threw a good amount of sinkers, as the 4-seamer still really good. Only 50% strikes on that. Now, this, the 4-seamer was sub-60% strike rate, so that might have been why he felt like he needed to do something else, but the sinker was worse, so I don't know why he did that. Slider had a 40% strike rate, and the changeup was okay, but that's, ooh, man, you can't do that. Um, the thing is, though, he's still... He's still having a really good four-seamer overall. I don't understand why he threw those twenty-four sinkers. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, Luis Castillo, good stuff. Move him on, on. It's he's fine. Ben Lively didn't really do enough um, with the uh, with the slider. Ten hits, zero walks, two earned runs, five point two innings, four Ks. We're not doing this. Aaron Savali against the Padres, three point two innings, two earned runs, five hits, four walks, and seven strikeouts. The curveball just wasn't there. Four, five out of fourteen curveball strikes is the reason why he had to go with sinkers a ton and those aren't good 38 sinkers not fun um four walks he just wasn't his guy like his the guy we want him to be I should say 95 pitches and 3.2 innings hey it's Andrew Heaney no it's Aaron Savali he does get the athletics and brewers next so Aaron Savali I think you're going to be better with that curveball so fine I think I I'd say he's worthy of the stream, maybe even a probable start against the athletics at the very least. They won't be on that winning streak anymore next week. Okay, okay. You never know, Nick. Jordan Montgomery <laughs> against the Giants, 6.1 innings, 300 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 7 Ks. It's very close, close to a very poor quality start, and I really just don't want to, want to do it. 7 Ks are nice because he had 30% plus CSW in both the curve and change, which is nice. But I feel like it's more of an exception than the rule these days. Austin Gomber against the Red Sox had 11 over 41 slider whiffs. And he came in a tick harder and extra break both horizontally and vertically, and yet I don't buy it. And it was also away from cores, so I, I I don't think we want to chase this. I really think it's just a, a fool's errand. Uh, Merrill Kelly had 20 whiffs for a gallows pull here, so everything is fine. Four walks, okay, not so everything, but you're glad to see that. Six innings, 300 runs, three hits, four walks, seven Ks. You take that against the Phils, and we keep starting Merrill Kelly. Tyler Glasnow against Oakland was a disappointment. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, six hits, four walks, seven uh, six strikeouts. What? 19 whiffs and 36% CSW. But I mean, he held a 65% strike rate for the night. He just lost batters. And it's so strange. Maybe it's just that Oakland spirit. I don't know. Um, weird. You just keep starting glass now. Whatever. Josiah Gray against the Astros. Seven innings, four and runs, six hits, zero walks, five Ks. Honestly, a little more surprisingly good than I expected, even though the four and runs a sub one whip. Okay. Um, 38% sinkers and it's kind of funny because Josiah Gray is someone that entered the season being like look my four-seamer allows a lot of home runs I gotta figure something out so he said aha I'll stop throwing four-seamers and throw cutters because I need something to get strikes the slider actually is a sub-60% strike rate pitch so I'll throw cutters and then that didn't really work so we went back to a fastball it kind of worked for like a start or two but we know that's not the long-term solution so third option let's try and do sinkers and, hey, he only allowed two hits on it. One of them was an 0-2 offering to a right-hander. They tried to backdoor. I feel like that's super aggressive to try and start doing it right away. So, maybe, maybe that's the answer. I'm going to say it's not. Colin Ray against the Twins. Five innings of four-and-run bomb. Yeah, you don't really want to go after Ray. Uh, Luis Medina against the Rays. You know better than that, speaking of Ray. Drew Smiley against the Pirates. Yeah, that really nice stretch to start the year for eight games and he just hasn't been as clean with his curveball since and against pirate the pirates just wasn't there um but yeah now i'm like okay I, I i'm not gonna believe that he's just around the corner to redeeming that but maybe he will if you want to take an outside chance for a good matchups so go ahead with smiley but i uh, it's not really fun he'll get them a second time good luck he'll be a question start there uh dylan dodd Against the Tigers, four innings, five earned in runs, six hits, three walks, two Ks. Dylan Dot isn't the guy that we thought he would be uh, from the beginning of the year, and we still wait out on that one. Anthony Escafani went five earned runs in three innings against the Cardinals, and the slider had a 47% CSW, but the fastball command and change in curve, it's, it's all not good, and I, that's the wrong, that's the problem for it. Escafani. Michael Lorenzen against Atlanta, six innings, six earned in runs, nine hits, two walks, three Ks. It's against Atlanta, you don't start Michael Lorenzen. Reese Olson, same idea against Atlanta. I was hoping for a little bit better. 3.1 innings, 600 runs. He was looking good for a moment, and then it just all imploded. I kind of think that Olson has something decent for the Twins next, and he'll get them a second time after that. So actually monitor that first one in 12-teamers against the Twins, and maybe if he does enough with that really nice-looking breaking ball and is able to jam um, righties inside with fastballs, there could be something there. Maybe he has his changeup that, is, that flashes plus-plus at times. Um, Daniel Lynch, uh, if you guys don't know the story, I jumped onto the Friends with Fantasy Benefits podcast with uh, Justin Mason and David McDonald, just on a whim. It was really fun. Monday night, they're awesome. And Justin Mason was insistent that Daniel Lynch against the Reds was going to be a beneficial start for 15-teamers. And I was I was just absolutely not in on it. And I made a bet with him that he would call me Sir Nick Pollock if, uh, if Lynch was not good. So Thank you, Justin, for calling me Sir Nick Pollock. I appreciate you. Um, I mean, he was calling me that anyway beforehand, but now he's actually doing it publicly, which is nice. Uh, Sorry, Daniel Lynch. He's become a fastball changeup guy now out of nowhere, and that changeup was actually not that terrible, but yeah, he's a frozen banana. We don't do that. And last but not least, Spencer Strider against the Tigers. Five innings, five earned runs, seven hits, two walks, six Ks. Look, I recognize that Spencer Strider has had a few of these now. Where he has not actually come through and there's a lot of discourse going on about Strider. And I think it's interesting because you know he has a 412 ERA now, which is wild at June 15th. I, I think that ERA is skewed a bit from about two three starts really. And the idea of Spencer Strider is not different. Um, I think a lot of times with pitchers we get this idea that uh, you know we, we look we, we have two mentalities when we look at a starting pitcher we have one that is in season and in the exact moment and then we have one that is in November and December and or January really preparing for the year ahead and the one in the off season is so forgiving. It is so just, this is who he is he is an ex-ERA guy for the year and that's that and we're able to say like no we just treat him like one thing always and this is what the projection is and that's what that is and then we get in season and then you know the f- we forget about the flow of 6 months i uh, spencer strider is not a 412 era pitcher i'm watching him i'm seeing yeah sure like he's human he's not the same thing for all 30 starts And we're seeing the moments right now have been a little bit where he's not able to kind of sequence the correct way and not really as, you know, he has these moments in games where he's not able to replicate as he wants. And guys are able to be on that fastball a little bit more at those times. And he gets burned by that. Also, there's variants of baseball where, like, you can beat Jacob deGrom and still allow three earned runs in a start, you know? So... Spencer Strider, there's nothing wrong. I think anyone that thinks like, oh, no, maybe we shouldn't have been so high on a two-pitch pitcher, stop that. That is not the problem here. <laughs> the problem is is variance of a season, and I think the skill set's still good. Did I have Spencer Strider as my top three in the preseason? No. But I think what he showed you for about two months... Was that he deserved to be in the top three kind of conversation being like a 40% strikeout guy. Like that is still pretty much there. Um, I don't have it right in front of me actually. I will in two seconds. Uh, but Spencer Strider, yeah, you know what? He still is a 40% strikeout guy. And that is 40% of his batters are not putting the ball in play. Which is absolutely insane. Um. So yeah, you don't really see a 412 ERA from a guy who strikes out 40% of the batters he faces, okay? I, I just don't don't worry about this. There's nothing innately wrong with Spencer Strider. Um, I know he's allowed 13 earned runs in his last two games. Baseball is weird, okay? Cool. I'm glad we could have that talk. Um, and also, I, I'm going to mention, it was only a 486 PLV. Uh, I... In his last outing, slider was not good. It was either really in the middle of the zone or really out of it. He didn't have that same confidence that he normally has with it. Only a 30% quality pitch on that slider. And that slider normally is much better than that um, with a 43%, which is actually like lower than you would think for Spencer Strider. It's actually a season-long 502 uh, PLV on it. But the thing is, last year it was a 510. It doesn't need to be that because his... Four-seamer is 100th percentile PLV. So, really, don't don't read too much into these two. 51% quality percentage uh, of those four-seamers from yesterday is still really high. Um, He's fine, guys. Okay? Cool. Glad we had this talk. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Christian Javier, Shoei Otani, Aaron Nola, Nathan Evaldi, Marcus Stroman, Sonny Gray, Taj Bradley, all in that auto start tier. Pretty obvious there. Probable start here is is Tyler Wells, Dylan Cease, Johan Aviedo, and AJ Smith-Schauver. Uh, again, kind of obvious. You have these two starters of Wells and Cease against bad matchups. Then you have Aviedo and smith Shaver against good matchups. Take your pick. We're going to talk about that again for t- tomorrow starters. Aviato replaces Rich Hill. Rich Hill is going tomorrow. Now I think he's a solid streaming pick of the day against the Cubs. Questionable start here. Hopefully the breaking balls are there for Kikuchi against the Orioles. Logan Allen against the Padres. I don't, mm, I don't know what you're going to get there. So questionable will start there. And do not start Gore against the the Astros is too risky. Michael Grove against the White Sox. Freeland and Blackburn and Boyd and Weathers and Nelson. Just avoid all of that. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. You have Shane McClanahan, Kevin Galsman, Joe Ryan, Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallon, and you Darvish all in that top tier. Now, McClanahan and Galsman get the Padres and Rangers, while the while Joe Ryan, Alcantara, and Gallon get the Tigers, Nationals, and Guardians. Thing is, McClanahan are Galsman in tier one, while Joe Ryan, Alcantara, and Gallon are pretty much tier two pitchers. So, that's the struggle here is do you do matchups? Do you do the quality of the pitcher where they are right now? Because Ryan doesn't have a secondary. His Alcantara has been weird and so has Gallant. So it's up to you guys, whatever you want. <laughs> you can make an argument about floor, but it's kind of weird there too because like you got to think that McClinahan has a really high floor now too. Anyway, uh, and then there's Darvish. You just start him regardless of opponent and he goes against the Rays. Probable start tier, you have McKenzie against Tristan McKenzie against the Diamondbacks, Michael Kopek against the Mariners, Domingo Hermana against the Red Sox, Rich Hill against the Brewers. Um, I believe he's our stream pick of the day, and I should have that highlighted. Uh, Tywin Walker against the Athletics, and JP France against the Reds. Uh, Walker throwing 2.5 ticks harder last time was wild, and I hope that's six against Oakland. Rich Hill. Has done really well against weak opponents, so that should stick. Domingo Herman swings strike rate, so there. Copex fastballs there and get some Mariners and McKenzie. I know it wasn't very good last time out, but you still start him there. And France is not going to walk six guys. Questionable start here, Julio Tehran against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I, uh, you know, kind of spawned this whole thought of a new pitching stat that we're exploring now with Kyle Bland uh, today, and hopefully I'll have more to talk about that another time. It's just a really interesting thought I think about understanding it. Um, we have pitch quality stuff, but also just general results that we don't, we should be framing a little differently, and I came up with a fun way to, of expressing that. Anyway, uh Tehran against Pittsburgh, so I guess we just keep going with it. Patrick Sandoval against the Mariners, uh, not the Mariners, the Royals did really well against the Mariners, got a golden gold 20 whiffs, but it was really on the back of the changeup, and because he didn't have a slider or fastball, that's why the ratios weren't good. So I'm not totally sold here, but the Royals are really bad right now, especially without Vinny P, so this might be worthwhile, especially in Kansas City. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against the Orioles. Changeup and sinker are good. Tanner Houck against the Yankees. Hopefully the command is there without Judge. Miles Michaelis is going against the Mets without Alonso. And Michaelis could go quality start. Brian Wu only won 4.2 innings, but he probably could go 5 here in, in 90 pitches. 782 is a situational pull in that one. Um, against the White Sox, who might see more sliders from Wu than we saw against the Angels because the White Sox are really bad against sliders. And I'm really interested to see if Wu's slider can step up to the task. JP Sears against the Phils. I don't know if he's going to get the whiffs that we want to see. Brady Singer has always been a cherry bomb against the Angels. Cole Irvin could go 90 pitches or he could go 80. I don't know because he just threw 75. I don't know what the Orioles are going to do with him. The Cubs have been really bad. So that could be a, a decent stream for those in deeper leagues. And Andrew Abbott goes against the Astros. I'm just terrified of this because I think Andrew Abbott isn't polished. Um, and he gets the Astros. I really am excited, though, for the camera angle, though. Uh, and the Astros could really punish him. Uh, they do not start here. It's here. Schuster against Rocky Road. Schuster had zero strikeouts against the Nationals. Trevor Williams against the Marlins. And I just don't really care about Trevor Williams. Martin Perez against the Jays is too risky. Tyler McGill against the Cardinals, absolutely not. It's still ill for Alex Wood against the Dodgers. Uh, Ty Lex, Tyler Alexander against the Twins. I don't want that at all. Dillison Lamette against Atlanta, absolutely not. And the Dodgers bullpen going against the Giants as Bobby Miller was pushed to Saturday. All right, that is it. Thank you all for the support of the podcast. Uh, Make sure to check out the YouTube videos. We're going to watch Garrett Whitlock today. It's just a really fun way to... To understand pitching in a different way, watch it on like 1.5 speed if you think it's a little too long. But honestly, I think it's just a really fun way to talk about pitching and enjoy baseball in a different light. So check that out at YouTube.com slash But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock and me, your be your bats below and your strikeouts high.